Hey, hello there, the Chillex Hour's on again. I'm a minute late. God, I hate being late. But anyway, old Cavando's here now, and uh, I'm getting a little bit distracted because, uh, well, let me do the first things first before I get into the fun stuff. Of course, that's what my job is, you know, to have fun. And uh, I mean to do that with uh, just about everything that uh, I do. You know, I, I do things I like to do. I'm, a, I'm at a nice spot in life where uh, I don't uh, have any financial concerns. I get uh, a, good, a, a, a decent income from work I did earlier in life. And uh, that works for me. The uh, Bitcoin right now, $290.13. I'm taking these prices off of Bitrex. Uh, Veracoin, 6136 Bitcoin Dark, 37000 Still below 40 Been getting close up to that. And uh, let's see. You got to go... Heck is that next price at next forty four thousand six hundred and eighty? That's uh, that's in the middle there. Goes below forty thousand. I'll be looking to buy some, but you know that's probably below four thousand. I'll be looking to buy some, but it's unlikely it'll reach there. So, you know, forty two or forty or so is what I can probably. Uh, probably end up buying when I get to buying some stuff and uh, I am a buyer for uh, the most part now the other coins that I'm really interested in uh, you know what I haven't been doing I, I haven't been doing at opal price that's not right let me see what opal is a fiber coin is uh, 80,035 which is down some from over the uh, weekend Got up to 92, 93. Some people paid 95,000. And uh, down to uh, last trade was 80,035. So uh, holding at 80. Uh, that's still a pretty good uh, price considering two weeks ago before the announcement of it joining the uh, Supernet, it was around 46. I know that because I bought some, you know, before that, uh, or that week before. Actually, I bought some about a month and a half ago uh, when there was some talk about cashier.com uh, and a few other things and Fibercoin and the fact that they were on. So I took a look and I just, I picked up a few, uh, not... Uh, not a not a whole bunch, and uh, you know so I think it was just thirty eight or something like that. It wasn't a lot. Anyway, I uh, didn't I wasn't I didn't buy an awful lot, but anyway, uh, got a nice profit there. So anyway, uh, double. So it's 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 pretty much doubled since the uh, now the uh, all time high ATH for you people out there who aren't aware of some of the shorthand cryptography uh, some of these uh, in like anagrams that uh, ATH is all time high 
is uh, 139. I, I believe you said 139 when I was at the interview and uh, earlier uh, over the weekend, Saturday. I had a very nice interview with Killer Cam Chris from uh, from Fibercoin. Uh, really impressed with the stuff that they got going and wish I had more time uh, to interview him about stuff, but uh, we'll have to just wait and see what comes out. Uh, Zero Trust, which is a big thing, made a big a little bit of scoop for Cavando uh, and Supernet Radio uh, on Saturday there because Zero Trust is going to be released on um, another feature, uh, a revenue generating feature of Fibercoin is going to be released on this Friday, the 20th. So, but we'll get on to that. So fiber is trading at eighty thousand right now. So uh, who knows? Maybe get a bump when that gets uh, up. That gets uh, you know by the news. You know, so it was uh, one of the uh, memes that they use on the stock market. So uh, there's that. Now the other coin is. Let me see what uh, VPN had a nice little bolt. And uh, VPN's trading at 130. It hasn't moved in about two days now. It's been at about 130. There isn't a lot of volume on uh, VPN. Let me see what those volumes are. Christ. Let's see. The. Uh, hmm. 254,000. Wow. Well, that might sound like a lot, but it isn't, you know, with uh, the amount of, uh, and the, at that price, 130 is the last sale, which took place on, uh, let's see, oh, somebody did buy some, it's six, almost, about 7 o'clock this morning, 6.51, uh, somebody bought uh, 18000 333 VPN at uh, 130, and that's about what it's been trading at. Before that, it was 11 o'clock in the evening, seven hours in between trades. It's four o'clock right now, so that's about nine hours between trades. So, as you see, it's, there's not much frequency or volume in the uh, whole scheme of things. Uh, no real big buy, 20,000. Here's one for 50,000. Somebody sold 50,000 for 132. And uh, that was around midnight yesterday. So, you know, after, you know, Saturday, Saturday into Sunday, uh, 50,000. Couple fifty thousands here, another fifty thousand at the same time. No, different transactions. Uh, but again, that and that was two hours previous to that. Pretty close in there. Could be that somebody bought a uh, hundred thousand in there. So anyway, that VPN, very interesting coin. Uh, can't get that wallet open yet myself, so uh, I had I also bought some VPN a couple weeks up, you know, a couple months, month, month and a half ago, 
when it first got admitted to the uh, Corps and hasn't done much for it at all. Don't know what's going on with that, but uh, very interesting considering it's a Asian uh, based in China, Chinese developers as far as I know, and it has to do with uh, getting onto the internet without using a, uh, a commercial uh, hookup. So uh, something along those lines. Very, very interesting. Plus, t James has got a $10 million bounty out there. $10 million uh, VPN uh, bounty that James posted for uh, so get, if you're interested in that, get out there and uh, take a look, find out what that's all about. Uh, you start talking VPNs and APIs and uh, wallets, and uh, I don't know if he wants a wallet or you uh, Go out there and check it out. But if you uh, got a hankering for a 10 million of VPN bounty. Now, the other coin that uh, of course, I'm interested in finding out here about is a opal. Does opal even trade on Bitrex? I, I don't have any opal. Um, opal is 2,937. So uh, let's see what the history of that coin looks like. Uh, let me take a quick look at the chart. And uh, last. Since the since the beginning of March, eh, pretty much looks like it hit a high of a high of two thousand nine hundred and sixty-five. So the last trade is two thousand doesn't look right on that chart. I don't know. I'll be glad when we get some more charts. I don't like these Bitrex charts at all. So those are the prices. That's what's going on in the marketplace. Uh, let's get going. Now, the reason I'm late getting on is uh, Killichem, the uh, fiber dev, I was having a conversation with him, uh, really enjoyed my conversation and uh, on Saturday interview, and uh, we got talking about some things and uh, England and Britain, maybe before we were on the air and uh, how much I enjoyed my stay in uh, London and the fact that they have horses there. And I'm a big horse racing fan, went out to the English Derby and uh, really, uh, really enjoyed myself there in London. So, uh, so he said, uh, and of course, the horse, love the horses. And, of course, most of you people and my regular listeners know about the horses because occasionally in the past I've, uh, we've had some, some technical difficulties and other sites that I've had uh, up on my browser, the, the uh, audio bleeds into the live broadcast. So you have had calls of uh, live races uh, <laughs> coming across. When Cavando is doing his broadcast, and uh, hopefully I won't be doing that anymore. It gets kind of confusing. You know, there's the stretch calls, and uh, 
Lutz is always telling me when we're doing it, when we're having a work session, working on the SuperNet uh, radio uh, network stuff, to uh, if I could turn down the uh, television here because I got the races on almost 24 hours, not, well, not 24 hours a day, but they're pretty much, you can watch them 24 hours a day. We get them in from Australia, we get them in from Tokyo. Uh, we get quite a bit of racing here on uh, radio. As a matter of fact, Betfair is the uh, big uh, outfit that uh, runs a TVG, Television uh, Gaming, they call it, uh, network. They just bought the horse racing, uh, ho ho horse racing uh, television from, uh, what's that, that uh, was owned by a uh, Frank Stronic, uh, Canadian fella, uh, multi-millionaire, We've got plenty of horses, owns Adina Springs, and uh, all of that, but uh, we're getting off the track here, so anyway, uh, oh, the reason I was late, well, uh, Chris said, listen, if you like uh, horses, and uh, if you enjoy uh, TV, and uh, I like TVs, I, use, I watch mostly sports, documentaries but I love uh, I love a good movie and uh, you know well produced I watch mostly cable stuff here in the US and uh, but anyway uh, he mentioned this show called Peaky Blinders and uh, told me about it and it's about uh, 1920s it actually begins in 1919 after the First World War it takes place in Birmingham England and um, suggested I might might enjoy it, and uh, I got right out there, and uh, I found out that it's distributed. It's this is in its third season, just started, uh, or the first season. Maybe it's still ongoing. Should be winding up, and the Netflix has the uh, U.S. rights, North American rights for distribution. So. I signed up for Netflix and I started watching Peaky Blinders. And I'll tell you what, I can't wait for this show to be over because I'm going to be doing some binge watching. I got two seasons to uh, watch of this. It looks really, really good. I recognize, I think, some of the actors, but it's, uh, it's a high-quality production. Uh, some of these, uh, that's one thing. I, there's another, what was the name of that show? Uh, that I watched when I was over there, I like it was more of a contemporary sitcom called Horse Feathers or something like that. That was hilarious. Uh, I didn't know this is uh, this Peaky Blinders is has a more serious bent, but it's more a t tale about the underworld and the working man and his lot in uh, that time period. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Downton Abbey. Uh, which is um, on uh, public television here in the United States, public television, as opposed to, uh, you know, for-profit uh, outfits like NBC, CBS, and a lot of the, uh, yeah, I hate to call it drivel, but, uh, you know, some of it is, and, you know, there's such copycats, the, the, the whole thing, and I, I think it came from England, they were way ahead of us, but uh, they come up with these things, and, uh, like, 
all in the family way back in the 70s and 80s was uh, with Archie Bunker and Edith and all that was a knockoff from a British production initially. Um, what is it? Simon Cowell did the uh, did those talent shows, and then uh, the the reality TV got in, and now we got four, three or four different talent shows, and then reality TV has gone crazy with Survivor, and uh, they did one of. Uh, what was that other one I liked? What Gene Simmons, a kiss, did it, did a thing with him, the family jewels they called it, and uh, all of the you know the Kardashian. I mean, it just gets out of hand. Some of this stuff, the the Jersey Shore with the college kids uh, down there every summer, and uh, you can't go for that. You know that stuff is. You know, you're taking up my time. I need to be entertained, and uh, I need to uh, have some. But this uh, this Peaky Blinders is right up my alley, and uh, especially the uh, Downton Abbey takes place in the same time period, and a very, very interesting uh, look at how the other half lives. The uh, Downton Abbey, of course, is about the landed gentry, who, uh, you know, are the upstairs, downstairs, that's an old uh, old one that played for many seasons on public television, but it's towards the end of that, as I said, right from about the same period as this Peaky Blinders, uh, starts in 1919, and boys are back from the war, and uh, they're uh, interested in uh, horse racing, this guy, uh, Tom Selby, Tommy Selby, Shelby uh, runs, uh, I think I recognize that guy from some, the actor, but I, I haven't gotten to the end of the first episode yet, but uh, his family runs a bookmaking operation, and therein lies uh, where uh, Killcamp thought I might be interested in it, and sure enough, uh, I'm, I'm into it, man, this is not only good, it uh, seems like that will be, the horse race, it might be just a a, a side bit. They got the IRA and the communists, and then, uh, and of course, with uh, and some new top cop is coming in. It's like a cop show from uh, 1919 in uh, in Birmingham, England, which is uh, I enjoyed. There was a, there was a show. Uh, some of these older cops. They did a what was the name of that show? Was in the uh, 18 during the Civil War and some cops in New York. A guy had come back, been wounded in the war, and came back with Tammany Hall. I enjoy that kind of stuff. But, you know, very high-quality production, very interesting, some great character acting already, uh, uh, filmed in HD, uh, very, very well done. So I, I'm, I'm on to something. Like I say, I'm going to be binge-watching that. And then comparing that to Downton Abbey, which is, again, the landed gentry and all of the social change that was going on in that time. And uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting uh, dichotomy. Getting the Birmingham out to Downton Abbey, which is this huge estate. With uh, in the people they are waited on hand and foot by butlers and uh, pretty interesting. I, I I enjoy that show also. 
So anyway, uh, another thing to take up my time. I'm not going to get a lot done today because uh, I got uh, I got to watch a Peaky Blinders, <laughs> find out what's going on, and I got two seasons. I do some binge watching there. Uh, so anyway, really uh, thanks again, uh, Killer Kemp, for doing a great interview and finding out about that stuff. All right, well let's get on to some news. What the heck happened to my uh, setup here? I had some things ready uh, to go over. The um, one of the things is the uh, pools. Someone had a question about why isn't uh, why isn't the pool? That's not what I wanted. Where is that? That's, uh, uh, let's see, must be, all right, here we go. Uh, the pools, uh, there's the X pool, and then there's Altnut's pool, a Supernet mining pool. And uh, someone is asking why isn't uh, Next available on the uh, pools? And, um, uh, that's a pretty good question. I, I briefly wondered about that myself, but you know, I was happy to see Bitcoin. It's called the multi, uh, the Supernet multi pool. You know, it next is definitely an integral part of the Supernet, uh, but it's not a. I don't think you can call it a core coin. You know, next is a is a. Uh, organization unto itself but closely allied with James and a lot of his other projects and then James uh, like to get James on for an interview and again when Killikem was saying hey thanks for doing the interview I said hey thank you we we got an open policy we've got an open door policy everyone's welcome to come on uh, you know we asked James if he wanted to come on and do an interview and uh, of course, he's, you know, a hyper about his uh, anonymity. I guess he's he's hiding behind seven VPNs so he can't be located. And he's concerned about his welfare. And I guess he's made a chunk of money. And uh, you worried about them black helicopters showing up from the NSA. And, um, and I, I, as a matter of fact, I was when I was watching the start of this Peaky Blinders, and uh, Churchill coming down, and uh, this top cop coming in, and there's some international intrigue with the IRA and the government uh, coming in to uh, take care of business because of uh, some missing guns. Some guns got token in a robbery. They don't know where they are. So anyway, uh, they don't know if the communists took them or what's going on. So that's part of the plot there in that Peaky Blinder show. But hey, the more things change, the more things they remain the same. Uh, here, here's uh, the communists, uh, and they have an active part in this too, where uh, they're, this guy is whooping up the, uh, stirring up the working man and saying, hey, you know, you're working your butt off, and now they want to cut your wages. They're sitting up fat and sassy, and. Uh, here we are after fighting the war and saving the country and, uh, you know, we get nothing. So, uh, 
pretty crazy times in there and in the United States too. I could get into the U.S. history about how the uh, big, huge socialist movement in those days and uh, they actually uh, wrote laws, uh, the, the laws that they are, are uh, charging uh, Snowden with the Espionage Act and everything was really the Smith Act, which was written in uh, the early 20th century, you know, 1914, 1915, because Eugene V. Debs, a socialist candidate for president in, in politics, had a, a huge voting block, and, uh, and they uh, wrote up the stuff. And, and this... This occurred right after the American Revolution, too, when the uh, Federalists, uh, who wanted a stronger uh, United States and a stronger executive between the part of the, before the Constitution was enacted, and uh, they were under the Confederation, Articles of Confederation, and they, they didn't work too well, and uh, people wanted a stronger, almost, uh, you know, a, a king-like um ruler or person to um, d decide upon things with a whole lot of power and just be able to decree things those that's with the federalist and then you get the jeffersonians and uh and all of that stuff same exact thing so then you get into 100 years later and the politics was uh, the socialism and of course the 1917, the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia during the war, which drew Russia out of the war. And uh, so anyway, they, they wrote up the Smith Act and uh, charged uh, Eugene Debs with uh, for uh, sedition because he, I mean, where is the line? He's anti-government. He's for a change in the way the, gov the, the, the government is run. Uh, and they drummed up all these charges, made some new laws, and they threw him in jail. How can you? He, he was in jail in 1924. I, I, he got some umpteen millions of votes while he was in jail. He actually was on the ballot while he was in the slam. So, uh, again, it was a government and... Thank goodness, uh, you never know, you know, the unintended consequences is my personal belief that uh, one of the most fortuitous uh, uh, acts of destiny was when uh, William McKinley was uh, shot and assassinated and Teddy Roosevelt uh, was vice president at the time. Now, the only time, Rose, the only reason Roosevelt was vice president uh, candidate was because he was, was uh, running the Progressive Party who wanted a lot of different changes and Teddy Roosevelt, uh, for those of you who don't know, before he uh, got involved in 1898 in the Spanish Civil War, uh, cleaned up New York City as a police commissioner of New York City. He, he didn't take any nonsense. He was after those guys. And uh, and then the war came along. Uh, I know that he uh, Obama awarded him the uh, Medal of Honor a couple, three, four years ago for his action on San Juan Hill. 
But anyway, uh, besides, so he was a, it, it, you can't underestimate how popular uh, Teddy Roosevelt was back in those days. He was a larger in life. You talk about charisma and uh, all of that. And Teddy Roosevelt was there and McKinley had been president. They wanted, so they brokered a deal and agreed to make Roosevelt vice president with McKinley as president just to keep him quiet. And those were in the days when, uh, you know, there used to be the saying that, uh, you know, women have two sons. One grew up to be uh, an explorer and one grew up to be vice president. Neither of them were ever heard from again. You know, vice president is kind of like a uh, dead end, uh, dead end office in a lot of ways. I hope so uh, when it comes to Joe Biden, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. The um, so Teddy Roosevelt became president. He, he would have never become president, and he got in there, and he was a huge uh, proponent of uh, bu trust busting, and uh, broke up a lot of the corporations, and got uh, did a lot of things for the working man, made things a, a little more equitable. Not to mention, he started the National Park Service, and. Uh, did just a tremendous amount. The reason we have such a huge uh, amount of uh, open space uh, that are, and, and national parks in this country is because of Teddy Roosevelt. And of course, the Panama Canal. People remember, you know, the South America, uh, the, the, the uh, San Juan Hill thing down in Cuba, uh, which was a big deal. That, was, that was, uh, wasn't just a little skirmish. That was a pretty good battle. They took a lot of casualties. Uh, and uh, and then of course the uh, building the Panama Canal, but the trust busting, and uh, that went. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt really changed the path of this country, and uh, that's uh, not very well known. Uh, I think he did more than Lincoln. Myself, uh, I always thought Lincoln was a more of a political animal and playing uh, politics. And uh, it, it, and it, the older I get, the more I wonder about what the real truth is, and the more I study and find out and uh, about things, uh, it's uh, I just wonder, you know, if I've been hornswoggled by uh, people with what actually happened back then. It's happening to me now, where. They're coming out with these things about how Martin Luther King, uh, LBJ, uh, said no to helping Martin Luther King in this brand. This movie was out just this year called Selma, and nothing could be farther than the truth, from the truth than that. Uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson and his um, uh, Great Society, and uh, the War on Poverty, uh, and uh, he was uh, a mainstay and a bellwether at the federal level when uh, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on down south and people were getting murdered and uh, hung. And, uh, you know, you're talking about some, some heavy-duty stuff on uh, people uh, killing each other, the Ku Klux Klan and burning churches and stuff like that. And uh, Mississippi Burning, if you've seen that film with Gene Hackman, and 
go on, uh, take a look at that, some of that crazy stuff that was going on in those days. And, uh, and that was in my time. And, you know, they talk about Martin Luther King and his non, he was nonviolent, uh, like Mahatma Gandhi and all this other stuff. And I'll tell you right now, that my take is that's not what made the, uh, made the civil rights people take notice and uh, start paying attention to civil rights in this country. It's the fact that uh, the people, that the uh, blacks were fed up and start burning the, the cities down. They set uh, Chicago, Watts, uh, Washington, New York, they set the place on fire. And uh, that's what uh, really brought uh, society to uh, the fore. And then Martin Luther King start, stepped in and you know, calmed things down a little bit and went about it in a more orderly fashion. But uh, my experience... Uh, and again, that's with Peaky Blinders is a lot of all these these guys in the Peaky Blinders and this family that uh, is running this. They're all uh, in some of the communists and probably and then the IRA, they're still fighting the battle today. Right. So um, they're uh, all veterans of the war. And uh, I can relate to uh, those guys and uh, what they went through and what they've seen. They got a couple guys, a couple guys with uh, PTSD. But again, this guy in the Peaky Blinders, uh, this guy starts acting out, and uh, they think he's mad and uh, crashing around. And uh, this uh, Tommy Shelby. Uh, takes care of him, and uh, just before I went out, he, he accidentally, well, anyway, you need to watch this show yourself to find out about it, but this is a manifestation, now, he was in the war, too, and he's got PTSD, now, they didn't even come up with this PTSD as, uh, you know, it's in the uh, physician's manual or whatever, uh, until, uh, you know, 1980, 1985, 87, because, I mean, it's still uh, 30 uh, U.S. veterans a day commit suicide. And, uh, you know, that's an awful lot of guys. There's something that war does to people, and, uh, it's, and it's always been. I can't imagine what these people back in uh, Alexander Great's days uh, the horror that they saw uh, and what they did and what that did to their to their minds as uh, in human beings and jeez uh, we're getting a little more civilized these days but still um, they just thought you were nuts back then they uh, they did uh, in 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 the, in the U.S. Civil War they called it. Um, soldier's disease where they got kind of melancholy or just kind of drifted off themselves or just off it was called soldier's disease in the civil war and then uh shell shock in uh world war one and then uh battle fatigue during world war two and uh afterwards and basically it's psycho it's brain damage it's psychological push to the limit of what a human being can stand or what you should know. I mean, and this is the kind of stuff that uh, ISIS is doing today. You watch one of those films. Uh, I mean, I don't watch them. Some of these video types, they're beheading these guys. 
and um, just seeing it on television, that's enough to uh, do some psychological damage to yourself. And I guarantee you, if you're standing there live watching that happening, you're, uh, you're affected the rest of your life. And the fact that these guys can do this indiscriminately uh, is uh, beyond me. Those people better get it together over there and uh, clean up their own house, you know, those Arabs and uh, that, that whole, everybody else in the world, you know, clean your own house. You know, you, we've been doing it for years, and we spend our money doing it. You guys got to do it yourself. And, you know, our blood, our guys go over there. You guys have got to, they're Arabs, those guys. Go out there and get after their asses. Well, shit, we gave you enough bullets and bombs and shit. Why don't we need to, why, how come we have to go over there and do that? Because it's too much to ask. I'll tell you right now, from my personal experiences, it's too much to ask. The shit that I had to go and went through, you know, it's too much to ask anybody to do. And uh, thank goodness, for, it's volunteer now. I, I, you know, I get on some of these veterans that come back, uh, you know, they don't complain too much. You're a different kind of a lot because they're all volunteers. You know, I was no volunteer, man. They had the draft. Talk about riots. They had riots in the street in the first dra when the draft was instituted during the Civil War. They burned uh, several blocks of New York City to the ground when uh, the, the draft uh, laws, uh, the first drafts taking place for uh, people in the Civil War. So, uh, anyway, getting way off the subject here on the Chillex Hour, Kavando giving a history lesson and uh, his take on what's going on in the war. And uh, let me go out and, uh, matter of fact, let me put a song on here, take a break, and uh, we'll, uh, let me go out and see if I can find anything new that's happening. It's been a quiet day, really, and kept quiet weekend, except for... Um, Except for uh, that interview, really enjoyed that interview with Fibercoin and uh, the, the stuff about that and the Instadex getting very, very close. As a matter of fact, I think that uh, part of the problem we haven't had a lot of in, uh, action on Slack of late is the fact that uh, all the boys are out, out uh, coding their asses off. Uh, big news coming up is the J wallet, the J Light wallet is getting ready to drop. Uh, again, uh, I'll explain about that situation when I come back. But let me get uh, and uh, just staying on a uh, on a British bet, and uh, this is a, a song that you don't hear too often. I've played it several times before. I really like it. it's done by Ringo with Eric Clapton, and it's a tribute to George Harrison, who. Uh, some people think that uh, he was a uh, diminutive uh, in stature compared to the rest of the Beatles. I couldn't agree uh, with that uh, thing. I, I, I think uh, as far as his, uh, his way of thinking, his spiritual thoughts, and uh, how he went about things, and uh, great... Uh, uh, accumulation of records and songs and just the way he conducted himself. I know he and Ringo were uh, really great friends 
and uh, of course uh, most of those Beatles uh, you know uh, uh, I have an affectionate uh, affinity for them but uh, this is a tribute Ringo Starr uh, with Eric Clapton uh, you can hear him in there towards the end he goes uh, take it away Eric says uh, Ringo and uh, Clapton does a little bit of a solo here so like this song called Never Without You uh, tribute to uh, George Harrison Rest in peace, my man. We were young, it was fun, and we couldn't lose. Times were right, overnight. We were headline news Crazy days and reckless nights Limousines and bright spotlights We were brothers through it all And your song will play on without you
Yeah, I love that song. It's George Harrison with uh, Slow Slow Hand himself, that Eric Clapton, one of my favorites. Seen, must have seen Clapton you know, at least eight, ten times. It irritates me because people won't let him speak. You know, he can't have an, air, an interaction with the audience. People just cheer. And he just hit, goes into the next song. They don't give him a chance to uh, talk and interact. Plus, with all the drug problems that we're having, one thing, Eric, if you're listening, bud, stop singing cocaine. You know, stop singing that song. You know, it's an anthem to uh, cocaine and drug use. And if you, if you would, that would be quite a statement if you said you were never going to perform that song again in concert live that i think that might uh help and help with the problem because it ain't getting any better you know i know here in massachusetts in the united states we got a, another epidemic of uh, drug abuse underway it's really gotten out of hand as a matter of fact the, the governor of massachusetts uh patrick duvall um uh, passed an executive uh, statement uh, last year that prohibited the use of a new uh, synthetic heroin uh, drug that was coming out that was like 10 times more powerful than uh, OxyContin and uh, refused to have it be, uh, be able to be sold here in Massachusetts. And the feds came in and, and shut it down. I tell you what it's coming to. The uh, the feds are shutting down the state law that down in Arizona here. They um, passed a law, a state law in Arizona, that uh, the local police could uh, ask for green cards and identify, could ask for a, gr a, a green card if you had one. And, uh, and, and if you didn't have one, then they could take you down to the slam and notify the immigration service. Couldn't do that before because those people had it with those uh, people coming across the border down there. It's a big problem. And uh, so the state of Arizona passed this law allowing the police to arrest and hold these people, check them for uh, ID, and uh, the feds are fighting that. What's going on? I thought the states could make what they wanted. You know, I don't understand what's going on. And plus, they haven't done anything about the dope, you know. They got four. We got four states now. Uh, there's a lot of states, quite a few. I think it's like 30, 30, 40 percent have medical marijuana laws on the books, which are, you know, a joke to start with. But uh, you know, Washington, Oregon, Colorado uh, have. Uh, California have uh, recreational laws for use of marijuana, but it's against federal law. But the feds haven't um, haven't prosecuted anyone or said anything. Although some of the banks are uh, reluctant to do any business with uh, these people, and they're pulling in tons of cash uh, in Colorado. This recreational law and um, they're afraid that the feds will come in and seize the money. So, because uh, it is against the law, uh, the federal law, but, you know, not doing anything. But they shut down the drug companies now. They're the ones with the pull. You know, they, they uh, Patrick Duvall, governor of Massachusetts, says they can't sell this uh, new powerful uh, 
drug, and uh, they come in saying, oh, you can't do that. We've got to have that. So uh, anyway, uh, interesting stuff going on, by the way, out in general. Let me get to the important stuff. The um, It looks like uh, Coinbase is uh, it got an embarrassing situation uh, going on because they were trying to uh, hook up with Authy on the 2FA uh, uh, authorization codes, and it turns out that the 2FA uh, from Authy could be bypassed by Coinbase by typing two periods forward slash MSMS and uh, you could bypass that authorization, uh, and uh, some people are joking around out there. They should blame it on the NSA, but that's certainly uh, an embarrassment to uh, Coinbase. That's uh, breaking news. Matter of fact, at 3.37, James came on one to know what happened. So uh, that's breaking news on there. So Coinbase and Authy, uh, uh, the security's been compromised. Uh, that's uh, heads are going to roll there for sure. Now the other thing is it's Monday, and being Monday, uh, Commando has some uh, Coinco. Uh, what's the name exact name of that asset? Uh, Coinsco. Uh, it's the next asset. You know, I got a couple, not a lot, and uh, they are run Coinomat. Now Coinomat is uh, is been effective, and I get I get. Uh, payments every Monday like clockwork from uh, assets. I get about a coin I get about one next for every share of uh, Coinomat and uh, there's been several updates just recently as a matter of fact announcement today uh, on the Coinomat.com a channel on uh, Slack that there's been several several updates that that the cards are available to order those are debit cards that you can order from uh, Coinomat with internal balances have been launched and uh, it's where the Coino USD which is the asset um, equal a US dollar balance and if you maintain a balance at Coinomat.com you receive a small uh, daily interest daily interest payment and if you want more info you get out to uh, https colon two forward slashes coinomat.com get out there and or just do a google search and check it out that coinomat uh, I was checking it out is uh, is it's uh, it's been up and running for a while it's a currency exchange and uh, it's you can do uh, you can get uh, Litecoin, Paircoin, Next, uh, and uh, Bitcoin for U.S. dollars, and uh, you, they use OK Pay U.S. dollars, and then you can transfer those right into uh, Paircoin, Litecoin, Next. So it's U.S. dollars to Next directly, as well as Bitcoin out there on Coinomat, and they got these uh, debit cards. Uh, so uh, get out there and uh, use that and uh, hey you know those other drug people out there the marijuana people that's why that cannabis coin is hot maybe that's what's going on with that cannabis coin over the weekend there was uh, some high volume uh, on that um, and uh, you know some heavy-duty 
uh, levels of Bitcoin, usually they go by how many Bitcoin worth on Bitrex is the best measure. And can of coin was up there all weekend. Uh, I mined that can of coin early on, uh, about a year ago when I first got. I'm I'm um, I'm not a newbie anymore. I'm not a rookie. My rookie year is over. I'm uh, I'm an old timer now in crypto. Uh, the oldest man in crypto has been around over a year now, so uh, just enough to be dangerous, right? That's all I know is just enough to be dangerous. Uh, so that's, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, uh, that can of coin, and uh, there, I, I mined some, uh, some, a pretty good amount of that. And the, 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 they were low uh, when they first got issued. There was a problem with some 17 million or maybe 30 million uh, pre-mine. There was some problems with that. And uh, as, as my career in uh, crypto uh, went on, I started to learn about what pre-mines were and... Uh, that and finally got involved with some, uh, made some other wiser decisions. I'm more of a purist. I'm a, I'm a, one of Satoshi Nakamoto's disciples. I'm, uh, I, I'm that kind of guy. I mean, I'll take the money. I mean, I'm not a rich man, and uh, uh, I've had my opportunities. Uh, I had some very well-heeled friends I met out on Nantucket uh, when I was uh, spend my summers out there. Uh, worked doing summer work and uh, had a good time out there met some very influential people and I had opportunities to get on the stock market and if I had taken those uh, back in the 60s uh, late uh, early 70s um, Fondo probably wouldn't be here now all that big money and uh, Studio 54 and all the madness that was going on back there and the social upheaval and Kavando uh, was at the beach at the racetrack, uh, going to rock concerts and uh, just partying down and basically twisting up and down the East Coast, uh, terrifying everybody because uh, uh, didn't uh, didn't hide the fact that I was a Vietnam vet and uh, wasn't very well uh, thought of. I mean, the way they treated uh, the Vietnam veterans. Uh, was abominable, and uh, I, I don't get along with, with vets too well myself because most of them lied about their um, lied about their service and uh, didn't tell people they were there and took their uniforms off when they came home and flew back, uh, you know, incognito, and you know that's just not my stick. You know, I've bought. I'm uh, I'm kind of straight at you, uh, not kind of. I'm absolutely straight at you, and uh, have been all my life. And uh, I, I feel pretty good, sleep well, and uh, I'm uh, my own person. So uh, tell it like it is, and uh, it is like I tell it for me. And uh, I got my take on things, and that's what freedom is. That's what. Uh, I'm big on that. A lot of people uh, made sure that I could be uh, free and have my own way of thinking, and I take advantage of that. To the, and you can think any way you want to. You're entitled to that.
but uh, everybody's got their own rules to follow. And I've got Cavando's rules. Uh, we'll have to roll those out sometime. Part of my longtime listeners know all about uh, Cavando's rules. So, uh, what else have I got for the news? Oh, uh, so next will soon be available. The coin next will soon be available uh, out on Altnuts uh, Supernet Multipool. Altnuts.com. Get out there. You know the, the trick on the multipools. Uh, they mine the most profitable coins and then they exchange them into any Supernet coin that you might, uh, that they have available. And next, very soon, will be available. That coin OUSD. Uh, get out there and buy some of that. That's an asset. They pay every week. They're they're uh, they're up, and you can get those coins. Get out there and check it out. You can get there. They got the uh, the uh, rechargeable uh, cards, or maybe they're not rechargeable. I got to do some more in, uh, some uh, stuff on that. Instadex is coming along very very well. Uh, the uh, very close to uh, getting. Uh, being being launched, the uh, latest uh, issue of the uh, Supernet newsletter should be out momentarily. It usually comes out about 10 in the evening of the day. And uh, I do know that uh, that uh, in certain channels that uh, Commando has access to, uh, and I'm honored that uh, I'm considered to be among those, those trustworthy enough to uh, join some of these channels where all this other stuff, uh, a lot of stuff goes on. And uh, they posted the, uh, they usually, a couple days before the Supernet letter comes out, newsletter comes out, they post that for changes or additions to uh, people who have been hanging out in Slack and, you know, have projects going on and want to, get things squared away in there. Uh, so that'll be out by Wednesday. Uh, I'll go over that Supernet newsletter this Wednesday on the Chillax Hour and explain anything that uh, is not quite up to date or uh, things that people might uh, want to have a little uh, more um, explanation of to uh, e exactly what's going on with that. The uh, one of the big things is the uh, MGW multi gateway and the uh, designation for transactions in the uh, supernet coins that are taking place during testing of the multi gateway and of the supernet client that is available for testing and. Uh, the way that this development has gone, you needed to have, you know, you had to have servers to run the multi-gateway. So the multi-gateway had to be built and developed and tested and changed and back and forth and tested. Now that was done, so they did some of those. And the uh, coins would become like Bitcoin Dark would become MGW Bitcoin Dark and uh, MGW VPN, et cetera, et cetera. Now... With uh, SuperNet Wallet come out, those coins are coming out as Super BTCD and Super VPN, and those uh, those two will continue to be in existence through this testing phase, and eventually the MGW will be phased out, 
and uh, everything will be super, uh, super VPN, super VTG. And when they are, they'll be exchanged on a one-for-one -one basis. I do want to make that uh, clear. So, uh, well, Cavando, the day is done. My work is done. I can go back to walk Jeanette Peaky Blinders. Love it. Okay, uh, love that show. Going back, enjoy myself. And uh, watch that. I will get this up for replay if you like. And uh, get this up for replay. Be up in about 20 minutes. If you if you missed the uh, interview with uh, Killer Chem, the uh, Fibre, uh, he's actually a front man. He's not super technical oriented, but, you know, he's way ahead of me. You know, these guys that I bump into... Uh, in my travels, they say, well, I'm not very technical-oriented, and uh, they can start up things on Linux and run Ubuntu and change uh, browsers and uh, take apart wallets, uh, new, all this terminology that's going on, so they're way ahead of me. But that's it for the Chillex Hour today, and uh, continue to... Uh, Tune in on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, 4 o'clock for Kavanda Win at Chillax Hour. And that's it for today, folks, from Kavando. Peace out.